about to listen to the profound word of God, ministered by Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. Without a doubt, this will be a life-transforming experience as you acquaint yourself with the word of God and develop a rich and rewarding relationship with him. This message will certainly shape your life, fulfill your dreams, and guarantee your success. Amen. Okay, this afternoon, as we did in the first service, I honestly just want to sit down with us this afternoon and just be a blessing to us. And I want to continue my message because we've been speaking about making room for the king, making room for our God, making room, making time for the things that we give priority to. And when we make room for the king, we said it produces his presence and his presence produces an enlargement and enablement and an establishment. And honestly, this afternoon, I really want to talk to you because we now started to speak on the things that would allow God to manifest itself in our lives, what we need to do to experience the power of God in our lives. We spoke about our identification with God, and then we spoke about our dedication with God, and that when we dedicate our lives to God, it will bring focus, it will bring forbearance, it will bring faith. This is what we need to do. The third point I want to speak about today, as we round this up, is by our association. This is going to get a bit rougher, but a bit good too. Psalm 1. Go with me to Psalm 1. Psalm 1. The book of Psalm 1. And I'll read from verse 1, the New King James. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Nor what? Nor what? Can you go to speak to me? Nor what? In the path of what? Sinners. Nor what? Sits in the seat of the scornful. Verse 2. He says, but what? Someone shout it loud. But he's what? I didn't hear you, but he's what? He's not forced to. The Bible says his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in this law, he meditates what? Day and night. Look at what will happen to that kind of person. The Bible says that that in verse 3, he says, He shall be like a tree planted beside the rivers of water and that brings forth its fruits in its season whose leaves shall not wither. When you spend time with God and not with man, Bible says that your leaves will not wither and whatever he does, what? Shall prosper. But the ungodly are not so. They are like shafts which the wind drives away. I want to talk about this uh, association in line with identification. The subject follows the same pattern as the previous points. 
you, you, you must have an association with God and an association with man. If you lack any of the two, you will become a lopsided Christian. I want to first talk about our association with God. Listen to me. Man has to have an association with God. The first thing the devil initially tried and succeeded in doing is to destroy our association with God. I've said this, relationships and marriage is like a triangle. Triangle. And if the man or the woman take either side, because uh, in the morning service there was a bit of confusion. They said the man on the right, the woman on the I asked the woman what do they want. They said the woman wants to be on the right. So let's, let's assume it's the same thing for this service before, before the feminists start to send me letters. Okay, so the woman on the men ain't going to send me letters because they, they, they really don't have time. Uh, uh, they don't have time. And if you do, mm -hmm. uh, so the woman is on this side, the man is on this side, and God is in the middle. What, God, what the devil wants to do is to be able to destroy this relationship with woman and God and relationship with man and God because when he can destroy that relationship, he can destroy this relationship. When God destroys that connection with him, he, it, no, when the devil destroys that connection with him, he has succeeded destroying the connection with man. You will never be able to listen to each other if you cannot listen to God. So when the enemy came in, when the devil came in, the first thing he did was to try to dissociate Eve from God. He did it in two ways, isolation and dissociation. He isolated her and then dissociated her relationship with God. And when he succeeded in tempting Eve and made it clear that what God was saying to her is irrelevant, then he was able to destroy the association between Adam and Eve. Because the first thing Adam said, this is where arguments begin between husbands and wives, is that the woman that you gave me, and any woman that hears that, hears denial. And gets hurt and gets angry. He says, the woman you gave me caused me to sin. That statement never existed until there was a destruction between their association with God. You got to hear me this afternoon. You got to hear me. God so much loved, listen to me guys, God so much loved his association with man that he said in the book of Psalms, chapter 8 and verse 3, he says, what is man? He says, when I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have established, what is man that you are mindful of him and the son of man that you care for him, yet 
you made him, he says, despite the fall of man, he says, yet you made him a little lower than God. That means God wants that association with you because when there's a consistent association with God, you are just a little lower than God and you have been crowned with glory and honor. A lack of glory and honor in our lives is a replication of our dissociation with God. Come on. That's why you could easily walk into church and be focused on your iPhone. And focus on your Android. And focus on your... And be distracted because there is no time in your life where everything shuts down except for the king. Listen to me. Your association is determined by who you walk with. Jesus walked with God. Listen guys. Jesus so much walked with God that he isolated himself from man. It was when he created that room for the Father that he knew what to do and not what people wanted him to do. In Mark chapter 1, when you read the book of Mark chapter 1 and verse 35, the Bible says, before daybreak the next morning, ah, Jesus got up and went out to an isolated place to pray. People are no more praying. Oh God. People are no more praying. He says they went, he went to an isolated place. This is Jesus, the Son of God. Jesus placed priority on isolation for a coronation and not a coronation for an isolation. Jesus knew that if I isolate myself, I will be coronated. But many people want to be coronated so that they can be going on a private jet where they isolate themselves from people. But listen to what he says. Put it up again for me, please. He says, Jesus, he says, he went to an isolated place to pray. Later, Simon and the others went out to find him. <laughs> they went out to find him. And when they found him, they said, Everyone is looking for you. Your father is looking for you. You're sitting here. Your mom is looking for you. Your siblings is looking for you. Your job is looking for you. Your children are looking for you. That finances is looking for you. That issue in your life, it is looking for you. But Jesus replied, he says, we must go to the other town as well and I will preach to them too. That is why I came. He said to them, unless I know what I'm doing with God, I know, will not know what I need to do with man. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus said that I've got to isolate myself. That brother that is looking for you, that mom that's about to ask you for money, that dad that is about to crucify you, that job that is about to bring depression, you are running after what you should be running away from so that when God coronates you, all those things will start to disappear. But we will not spend time this morning, next Monday morning, we have the men's morning prayer. A.M. You will still ignore it. You will not join it. Oh, I don't know how to join. You will not know how to join if you do not, if you're not intentional. Pick up the message on Wednesday. It's called intentional. You've got to be intentional that I'm going to isolate myself from man before I can get to God. How is it? Listen to me. How is it that people 
spend time doing other things but argue time with God? How is it that there is no problem in you waking up in the morning and spending 40 minutes on your makeup and you can't spend almost 10 minutes allowing God to make you up? How is it that that lipstick is more important than the favor of God upon your life? How is it, guys, that you can't spend time, time, worshipping and spending time in God's presence, but you can spend time on that Nintendo Switch or on the phones talking to your friends about football where they're paying them thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars or uh, pounds per week and you are still having to reach 100,000 of what they're getting. And yet, you are, your, your whole energy, your whole jugular veins are showing in argument over what they're not paying you. How is it that a woman will find themselves sitting down and they will do a six-hour operation on their hair and they won't flinch but 60 minutes in the presence of God is a, is, a, is, 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 is a monumental task. And then with your weave, you will go out and still come back depressed. Whereas when God starts to weave your hair together in his presence, everywhere you go would disappear before you as you walk the streets. Because when you wear the clothes of God, people must notice you. We will not associate with God, but we want to associate with man. So it's amazing, and I'm honest too, and I know the perils of it. It's amazing how much time we can wake up in the morning. We didn't realize what went on through the night. The battle that God fought on our behalf. You just thought that you woke up just like that. And when you're asleep, you're at your, you're at your, you're at your, 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 your lowest defense. And the enemy is about to finish you. But the angels of God watch guard over you. The four battles that you were oblivious about. You just had a dream. You came up. Oh, I had a dream, Pastor. I don't know in the interpretation. There are many dreams that have been fought that you didn't even dream about. That God just walked on your behalf. But you, would, you with your good self woke up early in, in, in the morning. And the, four, the, the, the first thing you did is you, you picked up your phone. Who liked me this morning? And then you had the audacity to walk to church and lift your hands. I find space for... What, what, you, you, the only space in our lives mostly is our Instagram. I'm on it. And I know how you can spend almost 45 minutes on it and you really don't know. We don't respect time with God. Do you realize that the more you walk with God, the more you be like God? The Bible says in the book of Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, the Bible says when they saw the courage of Peter and John and realized they were unschooled. Notice the word what? Unschooled. He says they were unschooled, they were ordinary men, they were astonished and they took note that these men have been with Jesus. Listen, they did not go to Cheltenham girls 
He didn't go to Eton College. They obviously knew that these guys did not go to Winchester or go to all those private schools. They couldn't. He, he knew that these guys were not garnished with Cambridge. Neither they had the intellect of an Oxford graduate. They, they obviously knew that there's something. These guys are on schools. They are not the intellectuals of the Sandrings. But they were still astonished. May God make people be astonished of your life. But the amen is immaterial if we don't spend time with God. He says they were astonished. There's something about these people that doesn't measure up to our academic qualification. They looked at them and their academic qualification, the Etons, Etonians, uh, the Winchesterians or whatever they call them, their Oxford, their Cambridge, pales into insignificance by the intellect of the power that came out of these guys and these guys could not make an argument with them because there was so much of God's power and when power comes, power passes power. Power of your intellect will pale into insignificance when the power of God manifests. They won't ask you where you're coming from. They just need you because they didn't ask what school Joseph went. They just knew that there was something he had that nobody else from anywhere in the world had. May they call for you ah, and may you appear with God on your side in the name of Jesus. Are you hearing me upstairs? Are you hearing me upstairs? Hmm. No matter how much time, no matter how we hard we try, time won't transform our hearts. It is time alone with God that will. Intimacy with God is the first price required for sustainable greatness. If you love God and make room for him, he will set you on high. The book of Psalms chapter 16 and verse 11, we'll use a lot of Bible passages today. In 16 it says, you have shown me the path of life and you make me glad by being near to me. Sitting at your right side, I will be joyful. Your joy comes by who you associate with. It's an association with God. Sitting down with God will make you a champion. When Jesus sat with God, God was able to tell him who his disciples would be. Remember, there was Judas there. Remember, there was Peter there. Remember there was John and all of them were jostling for positions. If, if he didn't spend time with God, he would have chosen who he thought were saints. But the saints were not going to take him to his destiny. Judas was. And he had to choose Judas and keep Judas close by him regardless of how he knew Judas was. He knew he was stealing. But because he spent time in the secret place of God, he went up to the mountain. The Bible says in the book of Mark, he went up to the mountain. He prayed all night. And when he came down, he chose the twelve. You didn't go to any mountain before you chose that man. Which mountain did you go before you chose that girl? You chose the girl by her weave. You chose her by how seductively she was dancing at
Why are you laughing? I haven't. I'm just welcoming my members back from. Why, why are you clapping? I don't know what. Where did you go? Where, 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 where did you go? Uh, uh, Ibiza. You went to Ibiza. No, you didn't. There was something starting with A that started somewhere. There Afro something that. Welcome back. Upstairs. You're welcome back. And downstairs. You're welcome. If you chose someone by Afro nation, they will go by Afro nation. It only takes it to come back next year and they're gone. Is it Afro nation? Is it? It's, it is. You know it. What did you do before you chose that man? Honestly, what did you do before you chose that person? Is it Coachella that you met the person? And that's that now you say God spoke to you afterwards. Is it uh which one do they do? Uh you don't you don't know. They're, uh, wireless, that's what I was looking for. Wireless, yes. Wireless. You went to wireless, you're clueless. Going to wireless for an endless life of misery. And then when you, when the clueless person goes to a wireless person, it is wireless because there is no connection between. No connection between you and God. And then you make decisions. I'm serious. Jesus was not clueless because he wasn't wireless. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He had a clue to everything he needed to do because there was a constant connection with heaven. There's an association with God. God loved man so much that he says, what is man that your mind is so full of him? And yet man wants to dissociate with God and rather far run after wireless and clueless things than to sit down with an endless God that when he speaks things into existence in your life, you cannot be clueless. The second association that makes room for God is what I call the association of man. Association of man. Listen to me as I say some certain things. Your turning point on earth, your turning point on earth does not come from the God you associate with. And there was silence in the house. And some of my mothers in the house are looking at me like, Pastor, speak carefully. I said, let me speak again. Your turning point on earth, this earth, stamp the, stamp, stamp the ground a bit, this earth, this, this, this place, your turning point on earth does not come from the God you associate with, but the man that God makes you associate with. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. 
all my young ones in church, listen to me. The key to lifting is understanding man. It is not enough to know God at the expense of knowing man. What, I'm repeating myself again, what is man that thou art mindful of him? Listen, if God is asking that question, then you should ask it too. This world of men and not knowing it will cost you something good. You know, Pastor, if I spoke about people some time ago, I'm, I'm embellishing this. Many young ones ignore the concept of men. Many old ones play man out. <laughs> but listen to me. Every time God wants to help Israel, he sends a Jacob. Every time he wants to deliver them from poverty, he sends a Joseph. Listen, listen, listen carefully to me. All blessings from God to a, all blessings, sorry, come from God to man for a man. Man is the vehicle of transmission. I don't want to plant around this afternoon because you've got to really start to hear deep messages. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. All blessings come from God to a man for a man. Cyrus was a man used by God for the building of walls, not prayer. It was a man God used. The children of Israel were not even praying. Prayer is to God that he may use a man to answer the prayer of a man. All blessings come from God to men through men. You really got to get this. Arik laid emphasis on this when he wanted to give... uh, 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 the, 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 the ministration of the song. In Mark chapter 2 verse 5, the Bible says, the Bible says, when, when Jesus saw the active faith, listen, 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 listen to me. Listen, we've got to get this right. Sorry, I've I, I got Olu again. Uh, You've you got to listen to this quickly. You can run better than that. Uh, uh, that scripture, the background of that scripture was the fact that, as Olu quietly said, there was a man who was paralyzed. We cover you with the blood of Jesus. Uh, but there was a man who was paralyzed. Paralyzed. Onu said he's 18 stone. God help him. Uh, but, 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 but 18 stone is really heavy to carry. But there were these four men. One, two, three, four. Four men. Maybe not as heavy as he is. Maybe not as muscular as he is. But these men carried this guy and not on a level playing field, but carried him. There were no stairs. There was not, maybe, maybe they had to even erect a, a, a ladder or a scaffold, something. But they had to carry this man all the way to the top of the roof. 
open up the roof. That means their friends were saying, we will pay for it. Don't worry. The guy was paralyzed. They picked him up, took him to the house. Think about your house. And Jesus, or maybe pastor, is in there. And you start to, start to hear a, a sore or something going up in your house. And someone is cutting through your roof. No permission. Cut through the roof and lowered him down. Put that scripture on and see what happens. He says, and Jesus saw their active faith. Whose faith did he see? Whose faith did he see? He saw the faith of the friends. Nothing to do with the man. You got to see this, Kelly. It was not prayer that brought that man to Jesus. It was association of man. They brought him to Jesus and the Bible says Jesus saw their active faith and he said to the man, Son, your sins are forgiven. Humanities, you understand, in, 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 in Bible uh, terms, may, may be wrong. I may be wrong. You understand? But give me, forgive me for those who are theologians. Jesus wouldn't have said your sins are forgiven if there were no sins there. Are you following what I'm saying? I know the scripture says that how can this man have the authority to forgive sins? Jesus knew that everything going through their mind says this man deserves what he's, what he's got because his paralysis is directly proportional to his sin. You've got to get that right. So he's an outcast. <laughs> he's an outcast at the moment. But his friends denied everything people threw at him and said, we're taking you to Jesus. You've got to see this. You can go, son. You can go. You've you, you got to see this. You've got to see this because there's something important that I want to give to you right now. Many people, listen, they, listen, all you young, hippie, nice, uh, uh, wireless, uh, Coachella, uh, Afro Nation, God's, uh, guys, listen to me carefully. I have no problems with what you're doing, but I want you to listen clearly. Many people will associate with your blessing, but few will associate with your pain. May God bring you to man that will lift you up and not men that will dissociate from your pain. We want to talk about man because many of you have lost this. Abraham, listen carefully. You can, you, can, you, you, you can digest this. You can digest this. You can digest this. This is a Bible church. You can digest this. Abraham knew the captivity of Israel was for 400 years. Exodus, um, Genesis chapter 15 and verse 13. Let me quickly allude to this. The Bible says that you can see. He says, the Lord said to Abraham, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land. They will be oppressed as a slave for how many years? Speak to me, all says, how many years? Go to Exodus. Go to the book of Exodus. Go to the next side. He says to them, he says, the, Exodus 12, 40 to 41. He says, the people of Israel had lived in Egypt for how many years? 430 years. In fact, it was on the last day of the 430th 
thirtieth year that all the lost forces left the land. Meaning that Israel was in captivity for another thirty years after God spoke. The question is, why were they still in captivity for another thirty years and God couldn't do anything about it? God couldn't do anything about it. You know why? Man was not ready. Moses was not ready. And while Moses was still in the backside of the desert, arguing with God whether he is the one, people were still in captivity. You have no idea how many things a man can do to stop your destiny. And you're not free. Israel, a whole nation, was in captivity. There are many families in captivity because the man that God wants to use has refused to come. Okay, okay. You didn't listen to me. We're about, this is Bible study. This is Bible study. Quickly, quickly. I've got six minutes. This is Bible study. David was in the backside of the desert killing what? Lions and bears. That was no more his responsibility. He had finished killing lions. He had finished killing bears. He had finished his education in the wilderness, but he was yet still in the wilderness. You know why? Because Samuel was not ready to anoint another king. Samuel delayed David's appearance. In the book of Samuel, the first Samuel, the Bible says, and Samuel kept weeping over Saul. God had to say to Samuel, enough, get up now. Because if you don't get up, you are stopping someone else's destiny from arriving to the throne. And when he got up, the Bible says, go to the, go to the house of Jesse and anoint a man for me. Because I have rejected the man you're still crying on. Many of you are crying over that man. He's gone. That woman, he's gone. And the more you stay there, the more you're delaying your destiny. That man who disappointed you was supposed to appoint someone else for you. Look at Jesus. I just missed some young ones here. And, 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 and when, when Samuel, who was a prophet, he was so entrenched in Saul that he couldn't even hear God to choose the right man. So when he saw Eliab, he got up immediately and wanted to anoint him. And God said, no. You know why he wanted to anoint him? Because he looked like Saul. And if he had anointed Eliab, he would have been king. And that would have truncated forever the destiny of David. Don't play with man. <laughs> we have taught, listen, we have taught for many years that you don't need man to rise. Many of you are going, I don't need man. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone. If you are saying that to express God's sovereignty, you are right. But if you are saying that to mean God does not need man, then that is an error of destiny. If you ignore men, you will pay for it. In this kingdom, in this kingdom, in this kingdom, not United Kingdom, in this world, in this kingdom, in this kingdom, listen, 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 in this kingdom, who hates you does not matter. But who likes you matters. David was a man. He sat down in his palace. Mephibosheth was not praying. Many of you that pray, 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 pray. 
Mephibosheth was not praying. David sat there and suddenly, is there not anyone in the household of Jonathan that I can be kind to? Man, called man, and brought man from Lodabai, from a place of sorrow, and said, from now on, you will sit on my table, and everything that belongs to your grandfather, I will be paid back to you. Man, man, the man you walked in and you ignored, can be the man that is your lifting. Man, you, you have no idea. There, listen to me. This is, sometimes we don't want to hear these messages, but I need to tell you, there are men who are gatekeepers. And God must make the gate man to like you before you can pass. Hey, Esther would not have arrived at her destiny if there was not a man. There were three men that she had to go through. They were gatekeepers. One was Mordecai. Mordecai ignored his own children and said, Esther, I think you should go for that, for that beauty pageant. But Mordecai knew that there was only one gatekeeper to the king. That was the eunuch. <laughs> and the thing I cringe the most about this young generation is we are so disrespectful of men. We are so disrespectful. You think you can just jump there. You want coronation for isolation. Not isolation for coronation. Uh, you, you, you didn't get that. God wants you to isolate yourself. So he can coronate you. Crown you. But many of you want to be crowned and then sit in your private jet. You don't want anything to do with man. There are gatekeepers. You've got to pray. There are gatekeepers. Eunuch said to Esther, just follow me. If you follow me, you will be the queen. And he told her exactly what the queen wants and it was, the, it was in prayer. <laughs> you need to understand this. <laughs> He was in prayer. Great preachers and intellectuals are paying dearly today because they have ignored men. I'm saying this on behalf of my wife and I. Where we are today, financially, was because of two unmarried ladies in our lives. And we have not seen them over 20 years. We don't even know where they are. There are people who walk into a lab, they are angels and they will disappear. Simple discussion. We want to buy another property. They said, let's take you out for lunch. Just that. We sat there on lunch and they showed us the foolishness, excuse me, or the errors of our way. And said, why don't you take this and do this? Let me introduce you to my lawyer. And my lawyer can help you out with this. And that, over the last 20 years, has been the stability of our investment that when we were financially in trouble we could fall back to that investment and that investment and that decision and that advice because they were the gatekeepers for our next destiny will still last till my children children come gatekeepers they were in the same church sitting down unknown like others and I can't count how many other people benefited from those two girls wisdom God is, has to send a man to you. Yes. 
You need favor from God and man. The Bible says Jesus grew in wisdom and what? Stature and grace. And he found favor with God and man. Where did the man come from? Jesus had everything. Where did the man come from? Where was the favor from the man? He had every... Somebody tell me, where did he have favor with man? He found favor with man even when he was dead. Joseph of Aramathias walked into Herod and said to Herod, I want the body. And Herod said, yes, sir, give him the body. Because Herod, because Joseph was rich and had influence. He had already built a cave. You need to go with me 2021 to Jerusalem. You need to go. You need to go. This holiday you're going to Barbados. It's going to ruin you. You need to go to where you can really get the real world. You need to go with me. The cave was already set for this rich man's burial. And he gave it to Jesus because Joseph was a gate man to Jesus' resurrection. <laughs> when you pray for favor, don't pray for money. <laughs> the true proof of favor is not money. It is man. When we ask for favor, don't ask for money. Because the lifting up of Moses was not money. The lifting up of his hands was Aaron and her. Keep running after money. You will find yourself in trouble. Keep running after God that will make you run after the right man. And then you will experience your lifting. What is man that thou art mindful of? You better ask that question. God, who is my gatekeeper? Who is the man God wants you to connect for your lifting? Don't dishonor men. When I use men, I'm using it in terms of men and women. I hope you understand that. Don't dishonor man. Don't dishonor people. Every time you dispose of man, you dishonor the gifts he carries and you shortchange yourself of your destiny. When you dishonor people, when you dishonor the man that God, the woman that God wants to bring into your life, you authorize that the grace that is upon them should run away from you. On Friday, my wife and I were celebrating our 22nd year anniversary. We picked ourselves took a lot of food. And on our 22nd year anniversary, where we should go out and have a nice meal, everyone said, are you enjoying yourself? Are you enjoying the meal? Are you at the restaurant? We picked ourselves and went to our spiritual parents. And we sat there. They were looking at us like, what are you doing here? In fact, their daughter even called, where are you? Oh, we're going to see your dad and your mom. Ha, huh? on your anniversary. I said, hey, 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 you have no idea. Anniversary. How many anniversaries are we going to do? There's a time where you need to find a gate man. We went there, took stop, sat down with them two, three, four hours. And by the time we left, we left fuller than how we came in. We got into the car, we looked at each other, we said, we've got to start again. And many of you, you're running to your friends, wireless. You're wired up the wrong way. God wants you to have friends that will carry you. Let's go back to that friend and let's close. Let's go, to back, go back to that friend. Those friends stood by this man. There are three attributes of association and friends you should have in your life. 
But listen to me. Before I give you those three, quickly. You should also ask yourself, am I one of those attributes? I did this in the first service. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do this again. I'm going to do, please forgive me. Forgive me. Uh, Mom, can you come? Can you come? Uh, if I didn't choose you, it's not nothing. I just, I've got some, some things that I am trying, trying, trying to do. Honey, come, come. Let me, choose, uh, let me find, let me find, let me find. Uh, is there any man here who is over 40? Wave at me. 40. Oh. Oh, no, come, yeah, 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 quickly, 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 come, 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 back, back is to go, come, 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 let me find, uh, 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 both of you, come, come, quickly, 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 you're looking beautiful, come, join that side, join that, join, join that side, join that side, listen to what is happening, I, segregated these people because I want to say something. Can you see me upstairs? Can you see me? If you want to stand, you can stand. But you need to get this right. Uh, you, you, listen to this. Many of us are choosing friends by our blessings. Not by our pain. If you're ever going to choose a friend, and if you're ever going to be a friend, the first thing you've got to choose is you've got to find a friend that is radical. Radical enough to carry you when you are sick and be with you. You see, there are two generations I've just segregated here. This generation, forgive me, don't throw stones. This generation, they stick with their own. Thank you, my darling. Thank you. And you, and you young ones, you young ones, you young ones in church, just go back to your parents and their friends. Then you will understand. This generation, most of them are over 50 here. This, you're 50, you're 50, you're up to Yes, yes, two, 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 two. This, we 50s. <laughs> this generation, they stick close. If anyone is sick amongst this generation, they will leave their job to take care of it. If any one of their children is in trouble, one of them can say, bring your child, let their child stay in my house. This generation, not this, but this generation, they're selfish. They don't care. And tonight, today, I'm trying to drag this generation into this generation. Because if we don't do it, we will kill our destiny. This generation will say, where, where are you hurting? Where are you? Is this generation, someone's sick in church. And it is this generation. One guy, he flew he was an anesthetist, you understand? A consultant, anesthetist. He heard that his friend's wife is sick and in hospital. He flew from the United States of America, America. The second day he heard about it, flew into this country, went straight to the hospital, spoke to the doctors. They knew a gatekeeper has arrived. Finished with the doctors, spoke to the friends, and in 24 hours, flew back and went to work. Can I ask you a question? Can this generation do that? You have got to find friends that are radical. The friends that when you are lying down and nobody can help you, those ones will hold your hands and your legs and they will lift you up. 
Not those who will say, oh, I've got to go to Coachella and wireless. Because that's exactly what they will do. This generation, they are not only radical, but this generation, you've got to find those who are fanatical. Those who know God beyond what you know God. Those who will say to you, when you're down, I don't want to hear about Jesus, but that's what you're going to hear. Those ones who will, your lady, so I can't carry you. Those ones who will carry you on your back. Carry you on your back. And say, if you can't go, I will take you there. Those who, this generation, they will call a prayer meeting and fast for 40 days. This generation will eat while they're with you in the hospital. This generation is getting married. Everybody will run around them. This generation is getting married. They're in isolation. We need friends that are what? Radical. And friends that are what? Fanatical. And number three, we need friends that are mathematical. These friends, thank you, sir. Uh, these friends are friends that will add to you. You, this generation needs friends that will add to you, make you better. You need friends that will subtract sorrow from you. And you will need friends that will divide you between darkness and light. They must be mathematical. Not add sorrow to you. How are you doing? I'm depressed. I'm depressed too. <laughs> this generation will say, what is wrong with you? I think you need to see pastor. I think you need to go there. I think you need to do this. I think you need to hear the word. Not, oh, maybe you're doing, maybe, hey, I feel like that. And even every time I go to church, I feel that the church is not helping me. You're losing your destiny. Because this generation, they will find faults while this generation will find solutions. I'm saying this, not, pa not passing aspersions on this generation, but I don't want this generation to miss out because our selfishness will kill us in our pursuit for God. I want this generation to be able to follow me and walk into the mindset of this generation and say, I may not do what your generation is doing. Maybe you didn't use Instagram, but my generation will take the good of your generation and multiply it in this generation. That is what is called association. Did you get anything from me today? You've been listening to Ty Adeshugba, pastor of Worship Tabernacle Church. We hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, visit us at www.worshiptabernacle.org.uk Alternatively, call us on 020-7435-3939 You can find us at the Citadel, Worship Tabernacle, 131 St. John's Way, N19 3RQ, Archway, London. Thank you for listening.